Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. Arthi, did you do anything fun this weekend? Not really. I had to go to these couple of annoying things. <laughs> oh, I did so much fun. I did so much fun that I can barely move. Okay, I can barely, I, have... I still cannot move. Can I ask you a question? Do you still feel like you got hit by a bus? Yes. Okay. Is it because we just socialized like so much in such a short amount of time after like 18 months? Being... Yeah. We went overboard. We went bonkers. <laughs> We went so bonkers. We we were like, we didn't even have like, we literally were coming back home to eat, poop, change, and go back again. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You pooped at my house? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't go into that upstairs bathroom. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. the kids. It was me. But no. <laughs> no, but that was so much fun. It and was you didn't blast. even drive. So what what are you tired about? Just wait, hosting me? Were you like to- so tired of hosting me? Oh wait, did you say you didn't even drive? You drove into the city. You didn't drive like I did, bitch. I oh. came all the way from Maryland, okay? I drove for six hours one way because of traffic. I drove, oh. drove. You didn't okay. even do that. <laughs> okay. Um wow. So note to self, don't ever have Arthi come over to your house again. (laughs) So listeners, this weekend, Arthi came over on Friday, and then we hung out with Tom and Kix from Dumpster Dive, and we saw Richie Caduce, and we saw Raisani, and it was fantastic, and I ate out probably more than I've eaten out in a long time. I think it was all the bread we ate. I think I ate my body weight in french fries. Yeah, french fries and bread. Yeah. No regrets. Yeah, no regrets. As one of our friends uh, online, Gunkel Wandi, said, there was a lot of potato murdered. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was. There was. Because there was even potatoes at home. At home. Your your mother-in-law is the sweetest. Oh, my God. Your mother came over. Your mother-in-law was the sweetest. She, She taught me so many tricks on how to... Do shortcuts for Indian cooking. And then your mother came over. I just love the way your mother and your mother-in-law interact. They are like truly like friends. They really <laughs> at one are. Point, at one point, your mother-in-law had made tea for herself and I. <laughs> and your mother walked down and she said, well, I only made two cups. I should give you one. I should give you mine. And your mother said, of course you should give me yours. <laughs> Which explains so much about me. She's like, I'm the guest. You should give me yours. And your mother-in-law said, yeah, that's what I just said. And then she went and made herself another couple. I fell over laughing. I was like, this is the sweetest interaction ever. 
my brother-in-law. Meanwhile, she's like so kind. She wouldn't even cuss somebody out in like in her brain. Yeah. She's just like so sweet. She's um, the sweetest. Meanwhile, my mom is l- a literal like Kool-Aid man, just f- <laughs> breaking through all the walls of my house, <laughs> demanding tea for herself. Which again explains a lot about me as a person. Yeah. I'm so glad you no, came. I had no. so much fun. Oh, I had so much fun. Your boys are the cutest, and that includes your husband. I'm mm. talking about all three. This is yeah. so the cutest. It was just you guys are the perfect family. And now I know where you're sitting, and I know the room now. Yeah, and where you're recording, and all of that. It was just the sweetest. I enjoyed myself all the way. I mean, I came home, and all I could talk about was how wonderful your family was to Cutie. Oh my god, I missed. I missed that. I missed being with family because I've been in quarantine, and most of my family is in India. So this was really sweet. Oh, I'm so glad you liked it. We had a lot of fun having you over. We had, and we had a long four-hour brunch with Raid. It may have been longer than longer than four hours. It felt I, like it was just, a like, lot of hours. Yeah, I think we, if we count the half hour on the street corner, <laughs> it was quite long. <laughs> <laughs> Where we well, on the street corner, we discussed a whole other. We went back to the Monique and okay. Kendall's I feel like fight. on the street corner, we discussed everything that happened in 2020. Yeah. Somehow. But it's, it was Somehow. great. Raised the best. The three of us leaning on three different poles, like, like <laughs> random things on the wall. And just, we just kept talking and talking. That was just it awesome. It was just so funny because I felt like every time one of us cussed, like a person with a baby in a stroller walked past us. And I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> you're in New York City with your baby. Yeah. <laughs> Walk at your own risk, you know? <laughs> That's true. But yeah, it was so much fun. I loved it. And we had so much fun with the Hamlets. We got to cuddle with their – well, you got to cuddle with their dogs and I got to ignore the dogs because I'm not a dog person. But let me tell you something. Uh By the end of the night, Mm -hmm. I was like, I think I miss one of the dogs. Maybe both of them. I was endeared by them. I was like, if I had a couple more hours, I think I would maybe let them sit in my lap. Yeah. Which, I mean, they were sitting on your lap anyways, but... Um, they were. They were. But, I just Yeah, wasn't. don't go by them when you come to my house. My dogs aren't that nice. My dogs are assholes. Well, at least okay. one of them is nice. The other one is an asshole. Harold is an asshole. He's <laughs> not going to be Harold. behaving... Yeah, he's not going to behave like Tom's dogs. No, he's going to no. be annoying. But they were That's so fine. sweet, and Tom was so sweet, and and they were like... We had talked about meeting them, and we hadn't met them. And you were like, mm-hmm. what if it turns out weird? What is? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And I told you I would kick you under the table. Yes. And and you said you won't feel it. And no. I didn't unlike have to kick Chris, you. Unlike Sutton, I will not feel the kicks, and it will not hurt my legs because mm-hmm. my legs are thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have tree but trunks. I didn't have to. But we didn't need to. It was so yeah. wonderful. It was fantastic. And then we obviously our – ma- our main hoe – yeah, our main bitch, M- main bitch, Richie D. Yeah, we got to hang out with him. Yeah, and that was lovely. That and was it's so weird too. because it's like, I think Ray brought up something which was like, isn't it so funny that like you all met in a, like a Facebook group and now mm-hmm. she's at your house? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I mean, it is, but it didn't feel weird though. It was mm-hmm. like, because you know, here's the thing. Somebody asked me recently. They were like, oh, I didn't realize your co-host Arthi was an internet friend, and I was like, I don't know if she is because we did hang out on a live show, which like, yeah, but, really but I, sparked yeah, but I was friendship. so drunk. So I mean, you were not counts. that drunk. Listen, in your mind, we're more drunk than you think you are, or maybe mm-hmm. I just didn't know you well enough to know you because I saw you drunk this weekend, sister, <laughs> and that's not what you were the first time I met you. 
Okay. Yeah, I went a little overboard on Friday night. <laughs> you had a six-hour drive, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm paying for it still. <laughs> I'm still a little hungover. I did not have a single drink, no substances consumed, and I still feel like I got hit by a truck because, again, I think it's like socializing after so long. I think it's like the socialization aspect of it was mentally we didn't realize how much it would tire us. I think it was so yeah. much brain activity that we just got tired. Yeah, and you know, even though like obviously I'm I'm going to say something and it's going to be like that doesn't make any sense because you have a podcast. On regular days, I'm not talking that much. Like Yes, I get on a call for work. Obviously, when I podcast, I talk to you. But in my day-to-day, I'm not doing a lot of like face-to-face conversations with people. And I think it's a very different level of engagement that you have to do. Like you don't realize you have to make eye contact with people now when you talk to them. Mm-hmm. And like I did not realize how long it had been since I had to do that with somebody. And mm-hmm. it takes a, a, a lot of effort and I mean, I don't mean that in like a, it was tough for me to do. I think it's just my brain was like, you did a lot of work. I, I, I think like Sunday yeah. I took a nap. I took a nap for three hours on Sunday and I still passed out at like 11 p.m. Because yeah. I was like so tired. Yeah. So. Yeah. I just barely had enough energy to make a quick bean salad that your mom, your mother-in-law had taught me. <laughs> and okay, I was by like, the way, okay, that was an easy one. Bean salad she taught you because the one that you ate at my house she did not make well she told me from like a restaurant oh but she was like this is so easy it's just blah 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 and i was like oh okay she must have figured out what was in it yeah because she thinks she just like ate it and was like okay it's beans and chopped up vegetables Mm -hmm. and like some vinegar and olive oil salt and pepper yeah but she did not make it you know what she's doing here yes she's she's appropriating but (laughs) (laughs) but but at the same time, but, I mean, I don't mind. I don't yeah, care. I, I made that bean salad. Then I crashed again. I came, I crashed, and then I took a shower, crashed, then got up, made a bean salad, went back, and crashed again. I couldn't do much. I couldn't do much. <laughs> Yum. But I'm here now. And guess what? I found my roller. You found your jade roller. Oh, my God. I used it this morning because my face was so puffy. Mm-hmm. I did a whole thing. I, I pulled out my, my rose hip oil for my face. I put it on my face. I did a whole thing. I drank like 35 ounces of water while doing it. I don't think it did anything to my face, but my face was super puffy from all of the carbs and sugar that I consumed over the weekend. But today's a new day. And on today's episode, we're talking about Shaz of Sunset and Married to Medicine. What would you like to talk about first? Let's talk about Married to Medicine. It wasn't the greatest episode. This felt like a filler episode before the next episode. But it did did. have some towards the end with Anila. For the most part, it felt Mm -hmm. like a filler episode. They were just catching up on the fight where Heavenly tried to get off the bus in the middle of Georgia, rural Georgia. (laughs) And everybody else had to stop her from getting off the bus. And then like yeah. 10 minutes later, she was handing out food for everyone. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, wait, everything is fine now. All right, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. The mm-hmm. funniest thing to me was on the way down, they stopped to pump gas. Mm-hmm. Now, why did the driver not pump the gas on the RV? I didn't understand that either. Wouldn't the driver do that? Why would they send Jackie out to do that? I I don't know if it was because she was paying for it and not the driver, but he could have taken a car at that point. She could have come out and paid, done the payment. But also, why is she paying for it? 
what is yeah. okay here's the thing bravo listen listen production yeah. don't give us this bullshit okay first yeah. of all we know production paid for it yeah lisa you know damn well lisa fucking nicole invoiced bravo yeah to get yep, yep, yep a reimbursement yep, yep, yep. okay yeah by the way every time they say lisa nicole cloud i hear lisa nicole clown yeah me too that's such, a weird, that's such a weird it's like cloud <laughs> Yeah, it's only it's always gonna be a cloud in my head. But yeah, yeah okay. They, so they they pump gas. It's a whole thing. Jackie can't figure it out. I was like, Bravo, stop trying to make this a thing. Like, obviously, you told produ- production was like, okay, one of you is gonna have to go out and do it just because we need the content, which tells you like how boring it must have been on that eight hour bus ride yeah. for them to have to force this content on us. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been really terrible because they had that one short fight. And then they all went mm-hmm. to sleep mm-hmm. and they had nothing to show. And they were just giving us so much of them just sitting around talking in the in the bus, the various time points. They were putting the timestamps on. And it must have been a really, really long ride. Okay, there was one conversation that did make me laugh. And it was okay. Contessa talking about OnlyFans. Yeah. And she said. So this she is, was again, like- again, this was a conversation that I know would have been on the F- Bravo cutting room floor right editing room floor because this is something they're talking about just generally talking it has nothing to do with the storyline and they kept it in because they had nothing else for that yeah but it was food for thought for me yeah because contessa is talking about only fans and she says (laughs) she's like i don't know what what can i fans only for you She kept saying, she's like, you can fans only this. You can fans only that. I'm not going to take my clothes off. She's like, what can I fans only for you? So I want to ask you, what would you fans only for people? (laughs) I don't know. What would people want to see me do or say? What what does only fans do? So do you have to do something or you can just sit and talk? Because I could talk. So OnlyFans is basically like Patreon except sexy time. But I think Mm -hmm. now Housewives use it as just another Patreon type Mm -hmm. of – Like a a video Patreon. (laughs) Yeah. I mean basically – Like something between a Patreon and a Cameo. Something between a Patreon and a Cameo except no clothes. Oh. But that's what originally OnlyFans was supposed to be. Mm. But now Housewives are on it and they're like, like Dorinda's on OnlyFans. And it was very confusing when she was. No, she's wearing clothes. Yeah. Dorinda, Sonia, like they're all on OnlyFans. But it's only, it's just that the fans that subscribe only get to have that content. So it's like, ah. Arthi, right now we're in the middle of setting up a Patreon. Listeners, write us in. Let us know. Should we just opt to get an OnlyFans instead of a Patreon? You would be like, you would do an OnlyFans of what? Wiping your kid's butt? <laughs> There's not. <laughs> do you, would you? I would, would you be like, like picking up dog poop. I would be like picking up dog poop, cooking Indian food. Yeah. Oh, yes. laundry. Okay, I can fold a lot of laundry. Oh, that's good. I just, I folded like three loads today. That could have been three different fans only. <laughs> Let me fans only for you, this load of laundry. Yeah. yeah, you could have made money on that. You know what? I do a lot of, um, when I have a, a lot of anxiety and stress, I do a lot of rage cleaning and I will like open up a junk drawer and just empty it out and then like <gasps> reorganize it. I would it. watch that. It's, it's so satisfying. I will, I will only fans for you my rage cleaning. Yes, I would watch that. 
I would definitely okay, watch good. that. You know what I watched today? There was a uh-huh. YouTube video, and this was posted in no one like, oh, here's a guy doing something good for his neighbors kind of YouTube uh-huh. videos, right? A good deed video, whatever. And it was about a guy mowing the lawn and cleaning up the yard for his neighbor. And it mm-hmm. was a full five-minute video mm-hmm. of him cleaning out the yard, mowing it, doing the hedges and power washing the driveway and, Ooh. you know, all of that. And it was awesome to watch. And it was sped up. And you just hear the sounds of the equipment and nothing else. And you just watch him do that. And it was <laughs> awesome it was so relaxing borderline pornographic for me because hot like i'm hot for watching videos of people (laughs) like i've gone down tiktok it was so satisfying to watch him mow a big and it was like a really overgrown lawn and he had to mow over that space like multiple times to get it really low and then he had to collect rake and collect all of the grass clippings oh it was so good. Mm-mm-mm. The satisfaction of the before and after. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, yeah, there's cleaning TikTok is a rabbit mm-hmm. hole that I sometimes go down when I can't sleep at night. And it is just so good. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just watching people clean their dirty sinks. And I'm like, I don't know why I love this. It's Meanwhile, our, my sink is full of, you know, <laughs> dishes and it's dirty. But I'm not doing anything, but I want to watch somebody else do it. Okay, maybe next time I clean my kitchen, I will set my camera up and I'll just record it and speed it up and send it to you. Mm, that would be the best. My birthday is coming up. <laughs> I'm going to send you a video of me cleaning my house. And, just, and this isn't even, it's not even sexual. All right. Anyway, this yeah. is what, this is how little content Married to Medicine gave us that we're talking about. <laughs> Sped up videos of people mowing somebody's lawn. Okay, what do you think about this Heavenly and Toya conversation? Which is prompted because Jackie tells Heavenly that Toya essentially just wants Heavenly to be proud of her. Yeah, but also Heavenly comes in. When Heavenly sits down and starts talking to her in that high pitch, you know she's yes. not being authentic, right? And Toya knows that. So no, Toya gives this big sigh and she's like... Okay, are we have do we have to do that? Okay, fine. You're going to apologize now and it's going to be fake, but fine. Okay, whatever. Let's go through this, get through this. And so Toya just does what she needs to do to get through that scene. But when Heavenly starts talking in that pitch of a voice, you know she's fake. She's so fake that it's not going to Toya knows it's not going to last. Heavenly knows it's not going to last, but they're going to try for the yes. sh- sake of the show. That that's all it was. Yeah. For sure. I agree. I I think so, too. All right. So then we see Scott and Contessa. It goes into a little bit more detail. uh, Contessa tells the rest of the ladies what's been going on. Everybody goes on a vacation. And of course, Mm -hmm. Contessa has to break it, bring it all down with her story in a random, you know, no prompt. This is not the place to talk. Just randomly dropping it. No, I think that's the time that you do let out these things. At a girls' weekend, you got to talk to your girlfriends about what's going on. I I'm guess. not going to let you clock. I'm not letting you clock Contessa for that one because she's in a lot of pain. But what cracked me up was Jackie saying, "Over the years, Contessa has been dropping hints that things aren't going well." I was like, "Dropping hints, <laughs> Jackie? Are you watching the show? Because no. there's no there's no secret here that Contessa yeah. has issues. Why do they all act like Contessa is hiding it? When everybody, we all see it." 
Like, how come yeah. they don't see that? I don't know, but I did like the scene where they were talking about sort of the three different approaches, right? So she's talking to Quad and Jackie, and they talk about the approaches that you have when you run into this sort of issue in your marriage. And you have somebody like Quad who says, no, nope, not putting up with it. I'm getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And Quad is like, there's an entire world after divorce, and it's yeah. perfectly fine if that's what you want to do. And Jackie says, I chose to deal with it and forgive him and give him another chance. Yeah. And Contessa admits, she says, I just put my head in the sand and keep moving. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, well, everybody says, what's the secret? What's the yeah. secret about staying married? And then they'll say, oh, I just don't leave. That's the secret to being married. Yeah. And I was like, this is so sad, but I know so many people who think this way. True. Yeah. And so See, I, I did. Me feel okay. you, I know you want to hate on Contessa, but I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Those are real conversations, I think, that are totally That's valid. True. And yeah, I am definitely moved. I mean, her tears are real. Her yes. tears are not. Her tears are hundred percent real, and it's a lot of pain that she's putting up with. But also the fact that her kids call and mm-hmm. they talk about daddy's girlfriend, and he's mm-hmm. laughing, and they are laughing mm-hmm. about it. That confuses me a lot. How does Contessa? Of course, she's going to be hurt about it, but how does it even get to that point? Where the kids are talking about it and you and Contessa is not, she's saying, yeah, daddy shouldn't have girlfriends, but she's not saying you cannot be talking like that to her kids. And he said, he's lying there laughing about it. She's kind of nervously laughing about it. And she says, it's not funny because I think, again, if you think about the last time when Contessa says, oh, you're always there to make jokes, but you're never there to back me up or you're never Mm -hmm. there to compliment me. Mm -hmm. I think that for a long time, Scott probably did make jokes like that. And she was like, okay, whatever, like laughing about it. And at some point it stopped being funny. But Scott Mm. never got the memo that it's not funny anymore. And Mm. when your wife is hurting and you're still making those same jokes because you think, oh, that made her laugh once, so it should work again, you know, there's a massive disconnect. So I think that's probably what's happening. But it was really, it was really sad to see. I did like the cocktail hour that they have with the ladies. And Toya asked the question, if you pass away, who would you give your husband? (laughs) Who would you set up? your husband to be with but she wanted it to be somebody around the table but people were talking about celebrities like angela bassett is just waiting for (laughs) scott like contessa even scott doesn't want you you want angela bassett scott doesn't want angela bassett wait is that what that was yeah is that when she said angela bassett she said twice she said it twice she said it in both She said both in who she would hook up with and also yeah. who she would leave her husband with. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's just yeah. th- she's just thinking of who's a celebrity who's attractive, and she's saying Angela Bassett. Let me tell you though, her list yeah. of women yeah. is like Ooh. the exact same women that I would. Pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, like, I'm more like Contessa than I thought. Yeah, this is too much. We are identifying too much with it. <laughs> <laughs> We are feeling Contessa. I am feeling Contessa. And you know what? Mm. Contessa looked good this episode too. Yeah. Like she's not yellow dress. Good, she's got a banging body. She's got like an insane so body. Insane. Oh, God. Yeah. Insane body. Then they have this dinner and we find out. And it's so funny because this wasn't even like alluded to in like the trailer or anything. Like mm-hmm. we never saw a preview of this. And apparently, <laughs> Lisa Nicole clown. And mm-hmm. Anila have some sort of beef because Anila agreed to do a post or an Instagram story for Lisa Nicole's mm-hmm. fashion line. Yeah. And Lisa Nicole never paid Anila. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think 
one, that Lisa Nicole is a scammer? The answer is yes. 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 And two, do you think Anila is stupid for not invoicing Lisa Nicole? The, the answer, answer is, is yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, she I was kind of like when Anila said this, I I you know, I charge two hundred bucks per post. And I'm thinking, Anila, why are you telling that on national TV? You might be able to charge more going forward. You don't know that. What is, yeah. you know, why would you put the number out there? That is dumb in the first place. When she did it the, uh, a few episodes ago, I thought of it. And I was like, why would you give away all of that, all of the things that you do in your business? Why would you give that uh, away on national TV? Why would you say that? Now people are well, going to lowball you. She's dumb. And then also, yes, other people. So you are old money. You invoice people. Who goes yeah. around doing business where you don't invoice people? And the people, the go, the women are sitting around. Or first of all, they're thinking, you did not play the game properly. That wasn't yeah. a game. And B, you're sitting here talking like you don't know how to run a business. What are you doing? Yeah, she's an amateur. And then also I was cringing when Anila was sitting at the table and mm-hmm. and assuming that one of the black women stole her money. Yeah, that was a bigger thing for me. Forget about the invoicing. But the fact that she was almost adamant, she was like certain that it was one of the women. And it was almost like she knew it was Lisa Nicole. She didn't even look at Carrie. No. It was almost like Lisa Nicole did not pay me for my Instagram, and she also took 400 bucks for my purse. It's such a weird thing, and I was like, I, I was don't know why cringing. you would say this. I thought it was wrong. You don't have proof. Even if you thought something was missing, you don't go around saying that to somebody, one of your coworkers. Like, how do you do that? No, and they- I was so upset. Again, you are on national TV, and you have to understand the implication of you as a non-black person saying mm-hmm. that a black Black person stole your money, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not we think Lisa Nicole is a scammer. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the biggest reasons why I have a problem with her even being on the show is because of the mm-hmm. impact you have of somebody like Lisa Nicole coming on TV and becoming a you know a crook. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to like bring respectability politics into this, but like Anila, you still you sound racist. Yeah, you do weird. Yeah, it is. And I will go ahead and say it. That is racist of her to do that. Either she thinks that she doesn't understand what the implication is. Yeah. Or this is how she behaves. Like, you are not... Why would Lisa Nicole steal? And that was somebody who said... Simone said that, right? That she would not... She doesn't need the $400. Yeah, she's scamming people She might do, like, bigger things. Yeah. That's what somebody was saying, right? That she would. Yeah. But also, the, what what struck me was I was cringing, and I was like, "Ew!" When Anila was saying that, but then I'm looking at everybody else around the table. Not one person came to Lisa Nicole's defense, which is also very telling. Which is also very telling. Like none of the other black women said, "You cannot say that to a black woman." Nobody else said that, and I felt like. What are they all, what is going on here? I don't even know why Lisa Nicole's on TV. Yeah. 
It was bizarre. And I did not yeah. like it. I did not like that none of the other women came. And I don't want to protect Lisa Nicole. But none of the other women checked Anila either. And that bothered me. There were so many other women sitting around the table. Not one of them checked Anila. In fact, Carrie also was pretending like Anila was talking about Lisa Nicole and not about herself. It was weird. It was like, uh, you know, part of me says, okay, maybe I'm being overly sensitive because the other black women didn't say anything. But then the mm-hmm. other part of me is like, yeah, but you're still on TV. And like, I don't know if that's like really something we should be doing on TV. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. that was it for Married to Medicine. And then next week, they're going to have the husbands come and it's going to be a whole thing between Scott and Contessa. Yeah. I think I'm done yeah. with this season. Me too. I, is that last – is the is it the last episode? Usually the husband's dinner is the, usually is like the last, last episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. It might be two yeah. episodes of it maybe. They'll have two and then there'll be a reunion. But – Something about this season, it started off so well and so good. Mm-hmm. And it's something something along the lines, it just got derailed. And I think it is too many people in the group. It's too many people in the group. I'm not quite sure what everybody's role is. I don't know why mm-hmm. Lisa and Nicole and Carrie and all these, like, it just, I don't like so many friends of, the mm-hmm. casting is a little strange to me. So mm-hmm. so there's that. And and I also know that apparently Jackie and Simone are really not friends still. So uh, yeah. after filming rap, they're not talking. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kind of like confused by the the setup, but Yeah. Yeah. After we after we said how much we love this show, we're kind of disappointed by this season. Do you think we ruined it? I think we did. I think it's okay. all us. Let's take it on. Cuz why not? We blame ourselves for so many other things. We might as well take this on too. I'd really rather not. <laughs> I know, Let's- but I don't think it's us. I don't think it's people. I don't. I think it's them. I think they've become. They started trying to produce it because Jackie yeah. has all these businesses. Everybody's aware of it. Heavenly saying how much she's proud of Toya's accomplishments. Okay, it could be true. It could be true, but not real. I mean, you're not really. You're not really being sincere there. Well, you know, here's what it was. I think the episode was fun, but I think mm-hmm. it was just a filler episode. And not yes. enough stuff happened for it to really be recapable. I, I still don't think Quad and Anila are really true friends. We'll find out on the reunion. They're all over the Instagrams with each other, but I don't think that's real. We'll find out. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Shaz of Sunset. So <sighs> Yes, let's. So this episode, we have a welcoming party for Elijah, Gigi's mm-hmm. son. And mm-hmm. we also get a lot more Vita in mm-hmm. our lives, which is yes. usually a sign that Finally. it's going to be a very messy episode. Yeah. We also got an empath. And that's where I'd like to start the discussion with today with you, Arthi. Mm-hmm. There was an empath in what only looks to me like a Kim Zolciak Beerman costume. Like if Kim Zolciak had not done any of the plastic surgery. Kim Zolciak Beerman's old face. Old face. Old wig. Old face, old wig. Old yeah. con, possibly. Yes. Possibly one of her old cons. Yeah. It didn't make any sense to me. But again, it it tells me that London is just there to bring quirky, weird stuff that makes them all talk about their feelings. London seems to be a very sensible woman by herself. And then she brings all these other people on and she's getting quirkier by the minute. Yes. But it's all these quirks that force them to talk about their feelings, which again tells me that London is a plant from production Uh to get them to talk Uh, about their feelings. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah. then we have Vita. Vita June joins the the show. 
She goes to MJ's house and they have a lovely birthday dinner, a birthday lunch. She loves Tommy now, Tommy June. She loves she Tommy loves June. It. And you know she what? Cannot, she seems surprised and she she almost cannot believe that she has maternal feelings when she sees the grandson. She's like, I didn't know I could love him. I'm like, how do you not know you could love your grandchild? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I also loved when MJ is talking about her relationship with her mother and uh-huh. how it's taken such a turn and everything. Thing and MJ says, you know, it's shocking because my mother literally told me that I'm not marriage material. But yeah. then she ends the conversation by saying, you know, my mom didn't get nurtured. And that's yeah. why she's this way. And I thought it was yeah. such a real moment because yeah. I was like, oh, is this a mirror? Like, mm-hmm. not that my mom is, you met my mom. She's not anything yeah. like Vita. Yeah. But, you know, the snide remarks that MJ has gotten over the years from her mother about mm-hmm. her not being marriage mm-hmm. material or her never being able to lock somebody down or that mm-hmm. her making bad decisions that Mm -hmm. shit is something that a lot of south asian women hear their whole lives Mm -hmm. especially non-typical south asian like atypical south asian women who are you know mouthy and have an opinion and stuff like that yeah yeah exactly so it was a very real moment but i did also love that she was like but you know my mom didn't get nurtured so that's why they are that way and that's true the moms they just pay it forward because that's the shit that somebody said to them and then they just Mm -hmm. repeat that stuff because they're not uh they're not adjusted. They're maladjusted yeah. people. I bet somebody told somebody told Vida June when she was younger that she needed a butt. I'm pretty sure somebody <laughs> said that to her. And she's <laughs> held on to it. She's held on to it to pay it forward to somebody. And then she showed up at this at this party and she saw <laughs> Destiny and she's like, Okay, you get this particular nugget that somebody told me years ago. <laughs> you des- oh you God. get it. Now you carry it. <laughs> Oh my god. And then Reza was like, here's my opportunity to be terrible. The way Reza came jumping, hopping over to just when MJ and Destiny were talking, he came hopping over to say that, you know what Vita said? Vita said this. But it's so funny also because later on he's like, I have to tell everybody what's really being said about them. And it's like, mm-hmm. you you weren't here like spilling some sort of truth tea. You were mm-hmm. literally just laughing about it. Like you thought what Vita said was hilarious and yeah. you repeated it as a joke. And I picked up this thing about Reza, which is that Reza, I feel like he doesn't understand social cues. Like I always think back to when he when he tried to do stand up remember when he tried to do stand up and it was so bad and it was so cringy Reza has no idea how humor works like he has no idea how comedy works so he says things and he thinks that it's so funny and it's never funny it's always hurtful and when nobody laughs he gets super offended and calls them all snakes yeah. That's Reza huh. in a nutshell. That, that, that is a good point because he doesn't understand. So the, the point I was going to make was that he, when he first came over to say that, he totally came over to like, hey, guess what? Vida is up to her tricks again. Guess what funny thing she said? And then when MJ says, but do you realize you are just hurting Destiny's feelings? Why would you say that? That's when Reza suddenly flips and says, oh, I just wanted to tell you what they're talking behind your back. A, a little before that, he thought that he would say that and Destiny would laugh and say how mean Vita is and they would have a laugh about it. But when he sees Destiny's face and then MJ tells him she's actually upset. You cannot come and tell her that. Why would you say that to her? Yeah. Is when it finally hits him that, oh, I shouldn't have said it. And then he flips it over to say that, hey, I only said it because you guys were talking about her behind her back. I'm like, yeah, can you like, tell me, like, do you think Vita doesn't talk about anybody behind their back? We, even Vita says, I wouldn't say that to her face. Vita says, 
Yeah, she says, I wouldn't say You shouldn't say that behind her back either. I know. And then I understand, I understand MJ's point, which is like, she's an elder. Like, culturally speaking, Mm -hmm. yes, Vita is a monster. Everybody knows Vita is a monster. But when you, when it comes to elders, you don't drag them like that in a public setting. You don't do that. That's not done. You You don't mock them. You don't mock them. You can get mad at them. You cannot you mock, mock them. Yeah. And the other thing is Reza could, again, take a page from all of the other people who we've said this like last month, which is just shut the fuck up. If you he had just been quiet, it would have just mm-hmm. shown reflected poorly on Vida and that would have been it. But the fact yeah. that Reza has to say something and then he's tweaking out for some reason. Adam mm-hmm. is just, God, Adam is the worst. Adam's like, what is yeah. it that I like to drink? How do you not know what you like to drink? <laughs> How do you not know you're I don't even want to talk about it, Adam. He's just uh and then Adam all the drama's me. happening and that guy is sitting on the side stroking his disgusting beard the whole time. I was like, I hate Adam and Reza so much. I hate them so much. Like they're the worst people. They're the worst, yeah. but it just cracked me up because they have this whole sit down and it's like Truly, they all just say the same exact things about each other. They mm-hmm. all say the same exact things about each other. However, I have to say, MJ is probably the most in the right when it comes to all of these people. Weirdly, also, Golnessa is doing a great job of keeping yeah, her cool. She is. Golnessa has been impressing me a lot. I think Golnessa is making sure that she, I think she has come into this understanding of how not to get played by these people. Yes. So yes. she she's learned how to step aside when, when there's a punch coming and let it land on somebody else and just watch. Yeah. And then it's so crazy because, again, it, it's like I don't know what part of Reza's brain doesn't work, but he tries to confront MJ about not being allowed to see her son. And MJ has to be like, you have a three-year restraining order against my husband. And he's yeah. like, yeah, but he came to my house with a baseball bat. It's like, okay, but then why do you want to see their son? Yeah. There's a, there's like some kind of cognitive dissonance happening there. <laughs> I don't know right? what it is. I don't know what it is. He cannot, and all of them cannot keep their arguments straight. They're all going against each other. They start off with Vida and Destiny. Then it becomes Reza and Destiny, Vida and Reza. Then it becomes MJ and Reza about the baby. Then it becomes, oh, Reza and Mike and MJ, and then it becomes Mike and uh, Golnessa. Yeah, and then and then it, like, oh, did you try to fuck her? Did you fuck Golnessa and Turkey? Um, it's Golnessa's son's event, her yes. baby's event, and right. you were talking about whether or not Mike tried to fuck her when he was married. Like, what is wrong? And with from you? years ago, from like from years, years ago, and then I, and then he says, Mike. Did you fuck all those women in the ass? Which makes me think that he just he did send the spoof things because he's so obs- obsessed with what Mike does. Like, why are yes. you so obsessed with catching Mike in the act and proving he's bad and proving he's wrong? I think Reza, pandemic Reza, had nothing else going on in his life. And yeah. all he could think about was, who do I pick on because I have nothing else going on in my life? Reza truly looks 
completely unhinged. Yeah. And like you started off with Vida and MJ and you ended up with Mike and Golnesa. Mm-hmm. And there's no rhyme or reason why all of you are going at each other for no... Oh. It was like a bad ping pong game that, you know, if only Vida could have played, she would have knocked everybody out. Yeah, it, it's again, it's like Game of Thrones, except mm-hmm. everybody's terrible, which is actually also sort of what Game of Thrones was. Yeah. There's no Starks in this one. Everybody's yeah. a Lannister, basically. Yeah. And, and then uh, Vida is hovering around this whole damn thing. Vida in her leopard shirt is hovering <laughs> around, trying just, to figure she's out what is hovering and adjusting her little Chico's <laughs> cardigan and yeah. shirt set from. And she's like, when know. do I come in, MJ? Call me in. When do you, when are you going to put yeah, me yeah. in? Put me yeah. in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, did you think that there was uh, we were nervous about the African themed party mm-hmm. what did you think mm-hmm. of the party I still thought it was cultural appropriation <laughs> I was like why are you doing African theme yeah. you can say that it's jungle theme you, you can just you can say, say jungle, that it's theme, jungle theme or you can say it is a Lion King theme yes but like the yeah. dancers yeah. actually added to the cultural appropriation it was weird yeah i hated it i wanted to ask you so they show the scene of reza burning Asfand to oh. ward away the evil eye now we don't burn Asfand, but we do burn black pepper yeah same to- in india yeah, yeah, same, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering it's, what you've done. Yeah, it's black pepper. You do the opposite way. You don't do the heating and then the uh, um, showing around people. You take some black pepper and you show it around, you know, in a circle of motion around the person that you think has the evil eye. And then you throw the black pepper in flames, usually on a pan or something. And if it starts popping, that was evil and it's all going away. I've never done it in my house, but my mom had done it when we were growing up. You should do it. You think I need to do it? Now that I have visited, yes, <laughs> I might have put an evil eye. Oh, no. No, uh, no, 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 no. I haven't done it either. I remember ha- having it done. Like, I yeah. remember my aunts, older aunts or grandmother doing it to me. Yeah. But I don't remember it having, I, I haven't done it. And I don't remember. I should ask my mother when she comes over to do that. I'm like, Doing, yeah, there may be some evil eye on me. Maybe I need to do it, it, and that's action. what's keeping me from losing weight. Mm. Yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody can. put an evil eye on you. Yeah, yeah, they were like. <laughs> <laughs> We don't do the same thing, we, but we do similar. I think it's um, across cultures. Yeah. There is something similar. I wonder if it's there in Asian, East Asian cultures. Like East Asian evil eye burning? Let's see. Are you Googling now? Yeah, I'm just, I want to, I want I want to know. They probably have something about a red color something something. I think because Nazar is like fairly still a, a Central Asian and Middle Asian, Eastern yeah. thing. It's a concept, the evil eye. Yeah, I don't think yeah east East asians don't do it but south asians middle eastern central asians we do love it we love to ward off the evil eye it's also like how important do you think that you are that you're really getting the evil eye you know we're really full of ourselves that's really what it is yeah 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 (laughs) east asians are really all about like you're only responsible for yourself you have to control your own life and your own destiny and you don't get to blame other people yeah south asians are like i have to control my destiny i have to manage all of the destinies of all of my neighbors i have to get all up in their business 
Yes. Tell them how to live their lives. I have to know what they are doing so I can do the same or even better. Yeah. And then we tell Destiny to get a bigger ass. Yes. That's the final Destiny that we control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's it for this week. I did watch the Erica Jane documentary. I was texting you about it earlier. You did. Yeah. You're going to love it. It's so good. Oh, yeah. It's so good and it yeah. actually makes me watch – like now I'm going to be watching Beverly Hills with a completely different eye than I did before because – Oh, really? So I should watch oof. it as companion notes for companion notes? Yes. I would say it's a companion piece to okay. Real Housewives House of Beverly Hills for sure. Um, and okay. two very thirsty people, Daniel Staub and uh, 25,000 Dana Wilkie, are both featured mm-hmm. on it. For reasons unknown, I'm not sure why Daniel Staub was asked to be on it, but she opens the entire documentary. Is, the, is Daniel yeah. Staub walking in and sitting on a, a chair and saying what? that she barely knows Erica? But wow. they gave that bitch her fa- her her fifteen minutes, and she's eating it up. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. She threw shade, but she's yeah. also like so delusional. But anyway, watch it. I think maybe we can talk about it next week, but um, or yeah. on our Housewives episode on Saturday. And I would also recommend our friends at the Bravo Docket. Yes, they are covering not just that, but also they're covering the Jensha case update because Jensha yes. filed some paperwork today, and there's a lot of detail that they're going to break that da- break it down. And uh, one of the things that Jensha is asking is that her post arrest statement not be considered, what? be thrown out completely. I didn't, I didn't even know they could do that. Like, did they not read her Miranda rights? I don't understand how they can throw that away. I thought that was that was the whole point of the Miranda rights. I don't understand it. Yeah, I watched a lot of Law and Order and I've never heard of that. So, yeah, I know. (laughs) We may not have gone to law school, but we have watched enough Law and Order to know that that is not a thing. If it was, it would have been in one of the shows. Yeah, exactly. So we'll find out. Well, I want to I want to listen to that Bravo docket. Yes. And find out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next episode of theirs. And hopefully you're listening, looking forward to the next episode of our podcast because this episode is over and we'll talk to you on this is Friday. This is an okay one. Well, don't say that. Uh, we can only do so much with the material we've been given. Okay, it's, it was a perfectly fine episode, Arthi. Just say bye. <laughs> <laughs> cut it out then. Cut it out. <laughs> bye. <laughs>